welcome back to another episode of Drunk Tank Think with Katie and Eden. Um, I hope you all enjoyed the last episodes because we really enjoyed recording them. Following on from last week and further developments in the world, we're here to discuss the silence of so-called punk bands on the issue of violence against women, especially when they've capitalised on this topic in the past. We're also here to discuss the safety issues women face at places such as gigs as a direct result of silence within the industry. Idols, how much criticism have they had this week? A lot, and it's been very well deserved. I think I was the one who kind of started that, kind of accidentally. First of all, you cancelled Slotai, and now you've started cancelling Idols. (laughs) What next? I kind of accidentally cancelled Idols, like it was about them. But for context, I tweeted, in case anybody hasn't seen it, I tweeted saying, punk bands, um, they're making songs about women's rights versus not speaking up at times like this when their voices are crucial and it ended up going further than I ever imagined and it reached different bands and artists and different places in the music industry which I never thought it was going to touch because it was just me getting angry on the timeline on my Saturday night but I think it rose... It started off with on your priv, but you know, Yeah, it started because <laughs> I stopped being a pussy about it and decided it decide, deserved to be on my main. But I think it's an issue that really needs to be talked about because I don't want them to get away with it anymore. And obviously, like, I'm not the only one that's picking up on it. That's it, like, they've written songs about consent. And I wouldn't even remember, I know men who say that they're feminists just because they listen to idols. Like, people, I don't know, idols and people who listen to them seem to be getting away with thinking that they're good people just because they listen to their music and use that, get that to show that they agree with the message. Because, like, obviously, like, idols have that like song. This, like, idols have that song, No Touche, Pass Moi. I, I, I cannot think. speak French, but, yeah. And that's obviously all about consent and stuff and... It's just like, okay, you've put this song out, but you're still falling silent every time something like this comes up. That's it, like... Because they were quiet with BLM, and now they're being quiet again, except this time they've actually written about it. It's not just like, oh, yeah, you should be speaking up. It's you spoke up about this issue in the past. But when it comes to not writing a song about it, you can't do it. I don't get and it. And it's not like the song isn't recent either. Like, it was literally released... That's it. it was on the last album. Which was, like, last August, September time. Like, I don't understand... Like, it's obvious they're seeing the criticism. They're always active on social media. Loads of people were tagging them in my tweet. People were doing their own tweets. I've, I've seen other people doing their own tweets. Like, similar to yours, and even just tweeting, like, at Idol fans sort it out. Because I think people are having enough and, like, there's a lot of people I spoke to, bands, artists, journos, PRs, whatever you name it. I talked to them, like, over the past few days because it's been a messy few days and everyone's saying the same thing. It's just, like, how long are they going to be able to get away with it? Because, like you said, they had the whole Black Lives Matter thing which happened where they felt incredibly silent until some people just decided that enough is enough and proper called them out on it and then they were like Ooh, we're releasing a t-shirt like okay but thanks for releasing your t-shirt but it isn't enough that's because like the t-shirt rubs me wrong a bit wrong anyway because like you can speak out as well as releasing a t-shirt but also why are you trying to put your name on a movement like i don't care if the proceeds go towards a movement and maybe i'm like out, out of hand or whatever for saying this but why are you putting your name on a movement to sell a T-shirt? Like, it shouldn't yeah. be promo if someone sees that T-shirt and someone goes, oh, yeah, it's Idols, it's Black Lives Matter T-shirt. It makes it sound like they're Maybe taking control me. of a movement, doesn't it? Literally. Like, yes, releasing a T-shirt's all well and good, but you can speak out as well. So basically, um, like, putting their name on a T-shirt, as they do all of the time, and I'm surprised that they haven't done it I'm like, like, no, I'm waiting for, it. I'm waiting for it. it. It'll come out in a couple of weeks because that's what they seem to do. I'll say no touche, pass moi on it. 
literally with like the same a lady symbol. That's literally it. I can just see it. I might create it myself. And it'll say like all this love AF gang on the back of something. Oh my god! And people are justifying it as well by saying, "Oh, look at what AF gang have done," and like how vocal they are about it. That's that's a fan group. That's a fan group as well. It's not the band. Literally, it's like I don't know the nineteen seventy five international, a massive Facebook group for the nineteen seventy five. It's like them doing something. And then the 1975 being like, oh, yeah, we've done this. Like, Literally, you know you haven't. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't I've, I'm bored from AF Gang because, like, I can't even I enter there. I uh, left you, after a sexism discussion. <laughs> I think that's a discussion that can be had here as well. Like, <laughs> and I've just, I don't know, like, I feel everybody has different opinions on AF Gang and there's no slander to AF Gang here because, like, they've, cultivated a massive community which that's it it's sort of like your group of people you can have your own opinions like but it's a massive community that's it like it's a good thing for the fans and yes the band may be involved in the group but for people outside but of it they're not gonna that's know it. there's people i know who like don't know who af gang are and like they're not gonna but be the only people like, you can't just keep your activism to the af gang <laughs> like i don't care if joe talbot himself is in there in the AF gang organising a protest or whatever, if it's not going outside of the group, then what's the point? Pointless. And I'm not saying that in the sense of, oh, yes, he should broadcast how good he's been so that everyone loves him. It's sort of like we can't see that anything's happening. And I think, right, if if they are doing something within that group, I think it's just like saying we're inclusive, but only if you like our music. That's it. Like, because like I, I like idols. Okay, Ultra Mono's not really my cup of tea. But even then, I'm not in AF gang. That doesn't mean I'm not a fan of idols. That doesn't mean I wouldn't want to be involved if they did something. Literally, and I think it's weird because like they've made this whole statement of having predominantly women as their support acts now, and like this upcoming tour in like as it's been rescheduled now. Only because they got called out for it, which is something to discuss. Like, they said that they couldn't afford to pay Nadine Shaw when it was, like, £300 or something that they were offering to pay her and she refused to do it. So they went on NME and started slagging off Nadine Shaw. Like, I don't understand. You're, uh, you're, you're worth... You, that, that whole band is worth a lot of money now. Like... They're not a small band anymore. Like, they're winning awards, they're charting really high up, selling out tours in minutes, doing multiple dates at massive venues. They can easily afford somebody like Nadine Shaw, bigger than Nadine Shaw. They're doing, like, three or four nights at Brixton, which is easily, like, 20,000 people. Obviously, if you assume that everyone's only doing one day. Yeah. There's still 20,000 people inside Brixton to see idols. Which is a lot of that logic... They could do, like, an arena tour and still sell it relatively well. They're a massive, massive band, and it's not just over here either. Like, people in South America are hardcore obsessed with them. People in the States are hardcore obsessed with them. And it's just like, if people, if they're not going to express themselves outside of their music people aren't gonna fall for it anymore and i think that is the issue that a lot of people are having because you're just making money out of it like i think it's as well with the post-punk revival that's sort of going on at least that's what i'm seeing as because it's sort of more happening than has been in like 20 30 years it's sort of like you can't just be punk for the sake of your music it is becoming more like, yes, this is a lifestyle. Of course, get involved. Your music style can be whatever you want it to be. If you're going to try and brand yourself as a punk, you have to then speak out in other times of need and not just when you've got a song to sing about it. Yeah, like, there's something I tweeted the other day saying there's nothing punk about silence and it's just like the whole thing about punk when it all originated was like, they were vocal about issues. So what's changed now that's making alleged punks be so quiet about issues? And, like, you've got bands who are speaking up about it and 
providing resources, cultivating their fans and like showing what they're up to and like how they're helping, like trying to educate their fans. And it's just like they're falling at the sidelines and not being That's put it. on this massive pedestal bands like idols are. And That's it, because I feel like the age-old argument could always be it could damage their careers if they say the wrong thing or if it makes them look not PG or whatever. However you want to phrase that, you know what I mean. But then you've got bands who are doing it and speaking out and still being successful and sometimes being less successful purely because bands like Idols are getting pushed out just as much. Speaking out isn't something that comes at someone's detriment anymore. Especially not when you were were a band of white men. Everything for me always comes... You're not going to get cancelled for it. Everything, literally everything for me always comes back to say like the activism displayed by like shame or like the blinders and like they it's so much just like all the time they're they're putting out content all the time they're sharing resources doing whatever they can partaking safe gigs for women on the road with them and like making people aware that this is what needs to be done but people aren't giving them half the attention it's something as simple as tweeting like we won't tolerate this at our gigs you will get kicked out if like you touch up someone and like security see you or something or even just tweeting out like a survivor's helpline because as much as it is everywhere at the moment you will still reach more people and more people will listen if you do it and i've seen like people commenting on i think it was actually blind as a post that i saw it on, on facebook people are disagreeing i know they're, with deleting, them. I know they're deleting yeah comments they're to deleting comments from like people who are like disagreeing with them as they should it just proves like they don't give a shit about the opinion of that's it because that's what people who don't it's not really something to have an opinion on at this point exactly like women should be protected and if you don't like it don't support us like literally like it's not like people are asking them to like obviously making gigs a safe space for all women is the end goal but it's not like they're asking them to just play for women or something we're not asking for a lot we're literally just saying speak out do something because because whether you like it or not a band has a lot of impact on the on what their fans believe like definitely it's that's always been the case if somebody comes out and says something and you like that person you're more likely to then go and that's believe it. it yourself it's like, like Stormzy and it's like Stormzy with the election loads of listen, people have signed up like, to vote as just much as to, you can listen to someone's music and disagree with the politics you see when something happens and you'll get people posting like a photo or something in solidarity or whatever and then using the band that they likes lyrics or something where they spoke about the issue that they're making a post for. It's a massive impact. And like, if you aren't agreeing with somebody's message, but you're a massive fan of them, and they're talking about these issues in their lyrics, it's just like, why do you like them? Like, I know this this is like something I see a lot and like you probably see it too, but it's like, I know a lot of people in this genre who are Tories like it's sort of like how can you are you listening to it (laughs) oh yes I really like I don't know shame Fontaine's someone like that like I'm just gonna say Fontaine's DC and the murder capital because I know they were very active and went to the Black Lives Matter protests yeah but yet you've got fans who were there tweeting like thin blue line and stuff like arguing with people who agree with like Fontaine's on Twitter or whatever, but saying fuck all when they do it. Yeah, it's just like... Like, you can't sit there being like lol snowflakes and then ignoring when, like, your favourite band do it. Like, of course, I fully support them going out. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying you should go around calling Fontaine's DC snowflakes. (laughs) But it's sort of like you've got this double standard here where you can tweet shit to a random person on Twitter. We'll brush it under the carpet blush, when it's brush it under the carpet when it's them. It's just like if you don't agree with somebody's message, then don't support them. Like that's that's, that's me being a bit radical about it, but like I think the same because like 
I'm not being funny. Imagine meeting Shame after a gig, walking up to Charlie Steen and being like, hi, Charlie, I'm a conservative. Like, you, don't, you don't have that conversation. <laughs> you wouldn't last two seconds. Like... Obviously, you don't have that conversation under normal circumstances. But it's sort of like, would you go up to them and say that in a pub? And if not, why are you hiding your politics? Because obviously, I know what every musician isn't my friend. But it's sort of the thing with me, at least, of would I actually be friends with them? Would I, like, could I see myself getting along with them? If not, I'll sort of distance how much I support myself from them. Literally. And I see it a lot with, like, bands like Shame and Blinders, Fontaine's, Murder Capital. They all have, like, common beliefs politically and, like, on social issues. And it's just like the amount of people I see in their comments, like, whoa, I don't agree with this. It's like I'm not going like to support the roots you. Of like punk. The roots of like punk is literally like rock against racism, anti racism stuff. Yet you go into EDL marches in 2020. Wearing a shame t shirt. <laughs> going to statue defend. Okay. It's literally, literally. But I do right. think it sort of comes back to the whole people thinking they're decent human beings just for supporting bands with good morals or good morals in the lyrics. Like, you can still be an awful human being and you're out here singing about policies that you've voted against. But, but have okay. you actually voted for them? But okay, you listen to idols. Okay, you're a good person. It's... Well, it's the same, like, it's not just punk bands who are like this. Like, you've got the likes of Matty Healy in the 1975 and Young Blood, and Young Blood got involved with that scandal the other day as well. Oh, he wrote Mars about trans rights. And, and now he's collabed. Then collabed with KSI, who's been transphobic on several occasions. And then tweeted a, a transphobic slur the other day. Yeah, because it was like, oh, I didn't know it was a slur. Then tweeted it again. And then he was like, ha ha, lol, his at the end. And then there was Young Blood's whole, like it all lump it, that was his apology. That was just a weird situation. But I think the issue with Young Blood is, obviously a lot of it seems quite performative because, like, he acts really working class and I understand he can be working class and got, get a good education but he went to private school he went to a private school got, in Doncaster like, like. obviously I don't know how he funded that or whatever fair enough if he got a scholarship but you've still got that privilege of having been to a private school which is sort of like yeah working class with the weird fake Yorkshire accent like Alex Turner does like just speak how you normally speak it's okay like with 1975 I think they're the ones that have proper fell off because people have had enough of their shit. See, I think thing, when I think of, like, of music, I think they're the only really ones that I can think of where people have just had enough of them. Because I think the thing is, right, they've had a consistent stream of mini scandals in the sense that could have cancelled. That all could have cancelled. I don't like cancel culture, but I keep saying it for the sake of this. A small band, like if you had a small band, like was it 2018, 2019, when he read the comment about hijabs and Islam, and were like, why does anyone follow religion? And he tried to play it off as some sort of edgy atheist take. Yeah. Like that and, he kissed, and then he kissed ended, that guy in Dubai. That would have ended some careers, literally. And then just like left, <laughs> fled the scene. So the, that boy just, got arrested. Like, like, I don't actually, I've seen several ways of how that situation ended And people are like, oh yeah, the boy asked him to kiss him Yeah, well, Matty still did it on the big screen at a gig where it's illegal Exactly, like, it's not going to be hard to trace like, anybody whether down asked, Whether the boy asked or not, Matty's leaving the country in a few days If not the day after It's pretty, it's pretty easy for him to flee from the situation And it's just like, it was like, when they did their Black Lives Matter thing It was like, here's our song about yeah. this And then just yeah. dipped Literally, like, I just I tweeted a link to love it if we made it, and then he just did. Because that's the thing that's sort of like in the back of my mind, I'm like, maybe it's a good idea that idols haven't said anything because I can see them doing the same thing. 
Or at least this using is why the song. I said earlier. This is or why at least I said using the song to excuse the fact that they've not said anything. This is so why I said that that's what they're going to do. They're going to release a T-shirt that says "New No Touche Pass One" on it. Comes with a copy of the vinyl, and then it'll be in the charts. <laughs> I'm not even no. wrong though. It'll be the bundle will be marked up to like fifty quid or something because it's a limited edition T-shirt. They'll say it's hundred copies, and I remember VF Gangle have one. Yeah, hundred, hundred. <laughs> Things of that T-shirt is the cost. with ten percent of the profits going to a women's charity. <laughs> like you're still making ninety percent of the money out of it. Even then, they put a turfy one. <laughs> you just know they would, don't, don't you? Oh, it's the <laughs> biggest one we could find. Didn't look very far then, did you? <laughs> and like, I know we'd laugh about it, but it's just because it's so. It feels predictable. Yeah, it is predictable. This is coming out on Friday and it's Tuesday at the time of recording. So we're going to look like dickheads if they actually do something good. If we, if we, if but, we release this on Friday and they've done something good. Judging by, judging by previous patterns of behaviour, I can't see them doing much. And also, even if they do... Is it going to be anything substantial? Look, even if it is, it's only going to look like a reaction to people wanting something. Because they've been active whilst they've been being criticised. You made that tweet that at this point probably has 50 plus tags of them in it. Over 100, I think. No. Probably because they've got tagged and then you've got people having full discussions and the replies and not untagging them. Which is obviously like nothing wrong with that. But it's like they'll see every one of those tweets that people are mentioning them in. But they're ignoring it. It's just like... And they're sitting and liking random radios being like, <laughs> now playing Idols, Danny Adelco. And liking literally, the literally. And this is because I like, I messaged you like, was it Sunday? And I was like, they're obviously seeing this. They were active yeah. less than five hours ago. They're obviously seeing people causing a stir about it. And we all know like it's actually Idols who run their Twitter, so they can't even pull the whole, <laughs> oh, it's management who controls our social media. Like... You can still tell them if that's the case. You can still tell them to put something out, but we all know that idols run their own. If I was management, I'd be making a half-assed graphic right now just to get something out. (laughs) Oh God, can't go out. (laughs) Literally, like just a picture of George Talbot with a random woman after a gig, being like, "We love women." There you go. (laughs) More than they've done at the moment, isn't it? We love women. Activism. There we go. That's enough activism for today. And then it's just like, I think I'm laughing at it because it's just so predictable. Like at this point, I wouldn't expect anything less. Like I tweeted that and then people were like, yeah, but they've done this. They've done this. They need a rest. Like what? What? We don't get a rest. I still, I still post I every day. I downloaded the safe walking app yesterday and someone's been assaulted in the last three days 80 metres from my house. I don't get a rest. Literally. Like, normal people have to see it on the timelines every day. Literally, people nobody's keeping touch, like, guarding us away from it. Literally. But, oh, it's a band. They've, had enough, they've done enough activism. But put five like, white men on a stage and then, oh, they need a rest. Okay, tweet something and then turn your phone off then. It's not like they're in the middle of a world tour, we're in the middle of a panoramic. Panoramic. But literally, it's not like, obviously they can be doing things behind the scenes and obviously lockdown is mentally draining for everyone. I'm not saying that it's not. But like, we've all got lots of time on our hands. And it's not, it wouldn't take 10 seconds. Literally, it takes two seconds. Even if they just retweeted something. Better than nothing. Retweet one of the cards that have got every link ever on. Put something on your Instagram story that that some 13-year-old girl has made. Literally put one of them pink and white graphics up. (laughs) Florence Given, there you go. Steal one of her posts. (laughs) Because she doesn't steal anybody's. (laughs) That's that's, That's another topic for another day. Oh, God. But that's the thing, like, there's so many things they can do that don't have to be time-consuming. And it's sort of, like, fair enough if they are currently working on something. But you can I'd like to see it. Post out. Like, there's nothing to tell me. There's like, nothing to tell point, the normal like, person. This might sound really harsh, but they could literally be putting on 
the best safe gig for women event ever right now. And I'd still be like, right, it's going to come out after the conversation's finished. Fair enough, whatever they're doing, if they do do something. Maybe I'm thinking too highly of them. It'll probably do quite well, whatever they've got planned. But they also need to do something that they're distancing their name from and whilst the conversation's still going on. If they do it when the conversation ends... Obviously, the conversation's going to be about for a while now and it doesn't. That's it's not it. something that and deserves to end. It should be ongoing. But yeah. But when I say like, end, I mean, like, when it comes, like, off the timeline a bit. That's it. It's, also, it's sort of like with Black Lives Matter. When you had bands only speaking up mid-June, after the end of May, start of June was, like, the main, like, death of Joy Floyd and stuff. That sounds really dismissive. I promise it's not meant to be. But, yeah. And then you have bands posting about it in mid-June, only to say more about let the music play in July. Like, you can just say that you only care about issues when they affect you. That would be better than a half arse post at this point. I suppose that same thing kind of happened with idols. They were donating loads and loads of stuff for, like, let the music play and, like, their That's workers... It thing for like tour managers and crew and that and making a huge ruckus about that and it's just like those issues affect you and you can speak up about them as much that's as it. possible i'm an advocate of that kind of thing myself but like as well it's not stopping me pay, from speaking you can hire women as your support acts and then pay what you they ask you to that's one way to make sure that people get paid on a tour actually pay them properly Literally, and it's just like maybe it's maybe it's outside of the control. But if they cared that much about their morals or that cause, they could just do it. You know what I mean? Very much so. It's just I don't know. I've just had enough of their shit. <laughs> it's sort of like look how good we are because we because we're doing this. Then you've got normal people like yes, but. I'm not an artist who can sign loads of vinyl and give it to raffles. I work stacking shelves. It's sort of like, look how good we are because we're really famous. Yeah, it's just like, I haven't got the time. You've got the to do that. You've got the money and you should be doing. Exactly. I see the A. Like, oh, we're going to donate a pair of tickets for any tour that anyone wants for this raffle. Yeah, well, I'm not an artist going on tour. Like, your prize of two tickets is just as valid as Sarah from Tesco, who's paid 50 quid and donated a handful of food for the raffle. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. It's not automatically great because it's, oh, it's a luxury. It's the field that you work in. It's like giving your non guest list, isn't it? It's just like, <laughs> it's just a standard thing to do at this point. Like. <laughs> Nobody's surprised about this. Like, yeah, that's cool. You've done that, but you're at the size you are. Yeah, it's Your not. It's s- probably hundreds of people long. You can squeeze an extra two people on for giving them tickets for a raffle. It's nothing more strenuous than like somebody who works in your well, local shop donating a tenner. Like, you've got small bands. Like when we did the big plan. Small bands being like, we've not even got merch out yet to give you stuff, otherwise we would. And then silence from the bigger bands who were like, yes, we'll get involved. But didn't bother to message us. And then heard us. Like, yes, we're we're embarrassed. Is this embarrassing that we're admitting to this on the podcast? But yeah, that happened. Yes, we'll get involved on a public tweet. About two DMs exchanged. Your address sent to them? Nothing. I know, I was sat there waiting at the bloody post box for about four weeks. <laughs> and then we had tiny bands from the middle of nowhere. You have like, now split up? Literally. As a result of not being able to tour and stuff. They have split being up? Like, being like, we could do a live stream gig or something. But we've not got t-shirts to give away we don't have our own merch yet otherwise we would and it's sort of like that directly affected the music industry and like yes we did a lot with it but it sort of spoke volumes 
when you saw who was actually getting involved compared to who was publicly saying they were getting involved. Exactly, yeah. And there was there was a lot of the big artists who were like, oh, yeah, send us an email and then I will ignore your email. And it's just like, okay, but all of these other artists are doing everything they can to support us. That's it. Replying publicly when we did the first initial tweet to their fans being like, hi, get involved with this. Then them being like, yes, we'll contact them right now. Did you know? Is Royal Mail delivering my emails or something? We're now going to discuss another issue um, about the safety of women at gigs and what people can do to ensure the safety of women at gigs. Take us away, Eden. Obviously, like, you've got the thing of, like, oh, does that mean you just want men to stay away from women at gigs? Obviously, that's impossible at, like, a sold-out gig where everyone's moshing. But the fact that there's a mosh pit does not excuse you groping someone. Like, I've been to enough gigs in my time and I've never knowingly moshed, grabbed someone's arse and then kept my <laughs> hand there. I don't even think I've got to step two. <laughs> no, I don't think like, I've got to step two either. And then keeping your hand there. What? <laughs> I'm sorry, I was moshing. Eh? <laughs> no. It's just like... A gig is not an opportunity for you to try and hook up as, as many people as you want. It's a gig, not you, you six school disco. Like fair enough if you do, and the person that like you get off with wants to, fair enough, obviously. I've pulled at gigs before. I'm not judging you if you have. However, walking up to random people, sticking your tongue down their neck, <laughs> then touching them up against a pillar in a venue, what are you doing? Like as well. Mosh pits being violent, if you want to call them that, or whatever, because I don't think they're particularly violent, doesn't excuse grabbing whoever you want. Yeah, it doesn't excuse pulling somebody's hair or if you are a grown bitch. (laughs) If you are a grown man and you know that you're gonna start flailing your arms or whatever in a pit, I mean be aware of your own personal space, obviously. Get away from a teenage girl. If there is a 15-year-old girl who looks like she's at her first gig or a group of girls who are all there together, move away from them if you think there's a possibility of that happening. Because they're just going to they're gonna be as aware of this as you are. Like, they're going to be aware of the goings-on and they're going to be scared. So just try and prevent that, like, the situation from even forming because it's not going to end well and, like, Ruining somebody's gig experience because you're being a shitty person isn't gonna. Like, I don't get it because it's basically just moving back and moving up and down, and then ring ring is all going in a circle. Like you don't need to put your hand up anyone's skirt during that. Like I don't understand how it happens. Then they just no, no, do I? Like. Obviously, I know I'm not very happens, tall but Obviously <laughs> if it does happen happen, You do apologise and nobody can Like you can't really do anything about it But it's sort of the Oh I'm sorry why are you kicking off Like mate you've just Gone under my skirt Under my underwear and grabbed my ass. That doesn't happen in a mosh pit Can you explain how we've got from like A to D though Literally. And then they can't It's just like oh 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 and, and also of like oh you couldn't handle the mosh literally like if I it's not hand- if it's if it's too much for you then don't join him yeah stand at it's the bar standing, it's standing what do you expect i mean yes i can hold my own in a pit i am all prepared for them like pushing and the shoving and all of that but you don't need to grab well, my boundaries. Or, i'll try and unhook my bra or anything like that especially when i catch you doing it like, I understand I might get a slap on the leg 
are a slap on the arse in a pit, but you don't have to grab my arse and keep holding. Like, I don't understand how that is accidental. And maybe it's just me. Maybe it's being too sensitive or whatever. Because it's an issue that comes out a lot and it's like organisations. When it becomes a prolonged thing, I don't understand how that's accidental. It's like, fair enough, you caught me, whatever. Well, it's like organisations, if something does happen, there is organisations that help prevent it, whether that's getting you in touch with support, getting in touch with the venue and like saying this has happened and like a lot of time you'll find out that you're not the only one like if they've touched one person up they've probably touched a lot of other people too and there will be something done about it there's safe gigs for women who tour with a lot of bands and punk bands indie bands at festivals girls against do the same kind of thing and play massive roles in their community and what they do and they like, do. I don't want to name drop anyone, but one of my friends got groped at Inhaler at Manchester Academy in like last year. So like she like secured like look at, looked after her after it happened or whatever. The guy then got banned from Manchester Academy. Exactly. Like they, they do they're was. actually good people and like Literally. I know like shows about the twats, but part of me's like if you set off a pyro, yes, it's a bit of a bummer getting kicked out of a gig. What you, you expect? You set off the pyro and don't when it was happening. If you've been touched up by someone, go to security. Yeah. There's normally women on the barrier anyway if you'd like rather speak to a woman. And they're not and usually bad people either. Like perhaps this is perhaps this is just me and like knowing my venues really well. But, like, I've never met a security guard really anywhere that's been a complete and utter knob. Like, there's always at least one nice security guard. And and if you've got the opportunity and, like, you see the band afterwards, just mention it to them. Like, they'll be able to sort something too. If you feel more comfortable talking to somebody like that, if you feel more comfortable talking to somebody on the bar or merch stand, whatever, like, there's always going like, to be somebody there. It's your set guy at the barrier. If there's, like, a really nice bartender or something. Or if you know the person to, on the merch stand. Or you've been chatting to the guy on the door or something. You can literally mention it to them because they all talk to each other. Or if you see the support band, obviously, because, like, support literally. bands tend to be, like, smaller bands and, like... Especially local, like, if you've been to, like, your mate's gig, mention it to the mate you've been watching or something. Because they can always pass it on on your behalf. Yeah. It's just like, there's always going to be somewhere that someone to support you. And like, even if it's even if it's just talking about it on social media, like, if you if you don't feel comfortable talking about it to, when you're in person, just tweet about it, post about it, DM the band about it. Don't even have to do it publicly. Like, You can, you can literally just tweet like... Because I did. I got groped at Sundara at Victoria Warehouse and I just tweeted like anyone who's at Sundara right now be careful because I've just had a group of like four lads come up to me and one of them started grabbing my arm and then like people were like okay I'll pass it on to like my mate who's there. Like you're in a situation where there's limited stuff you can do when they've run off anywhere. So it's sort of like just do what you want. There's always something you can do and that's it. There's always somebody who can help you and, like, social media has a power that probably nobody, you can never really anticipate and, like, being able to get you in touch with the right people, the bands usually call it out pretty well from my experience seeing things happen. And it's just, like, people won't stand for it as they shouldn't. It's just, there's always going to be people like like that. (laughs) If you go to a gig by yourself, I don't know, maybe this is just my experience. Every girl there seems to be prepared for it happening. Like, I've had random girls at gigs being like, hi, I recognise you off Instagram. Hi, I saw you tweeted the band that you were coming or something. Like, let's come and see me after the gig. Like, let me know if there's anything up. Just DM me or something. The amount of people I've got on my Instagram I've never spoke to. Oh, my God, same. I just, I just bumped into them in, like, in the a toilets. Of, in a queue or in the toilets or something. And they're like, hi, follow my Instagram. Okay. It's just, um, there's always something you can do and it's never your fault. I think that's... That's it. 
the way that, like no matter how much they try and excuse it of like oh i was just moshing <laughs> oh i'm off my tits oh i'm drunk it's not your fault like nobody has told them to get an up into this business it. Like as much as they genuinely, it, it must as much as it genuinely might have been an accident. It doesn't it excuse your it. fault that they yeah. did it. And it doesn't excuse the fact that they've done it. So, don't let men take control of your body. Exactly. Because you own it and you're in charge. Obviously, obviously, if it's really traumatic, it might and it might otherwise. But don't let it put you off going to gigs. Because as sad as it is, these people will always exist. Because there is very, like, obviously bands and people can do things, but there is very little that people people can do until... Unless they happens. know, yeah, That's unless it. they know who like, they you are. You can't say really to someone, oh, yeah, you look a bit dodgy, you can't come to the gig, can you? So of course, you wouldn't be letting anywhere. <laughs> That's it. It's sort of waiting for it to happen. I have that look at that girl, the greener, she's dodgy, don't let her in. <laughs> Don't let it put you off, because, like, you're not the first person it's happened to, and you won't be the last person it's happened to. Just speak up. That's it. Speak out about it. Make people Even aware of it. It's like, oh, yeah, I know who it is. Like, say the person who does it to you follows you on Instagram or Twitter or something. This might be a rare situation. I don't know. Just tell your mates who, like, know them. Like, be careful if you've had a drink at a gig around such and such a person because they started like grabbing my hips and like touching my arse and stuff life advice with Ethan and Kate alternatively just murder them <laughs> yeah or just Good. like chop their heads off they want to touch you in a pit stop stop exactly. chop their hands off fuck it kicking them in the shins like <laughs> come on they say oh I'm in a pit it's an accident <laughs> wear your like steel cap boots yeah Wear your double platform, docs. Hello, Mr. Kidgoer. Sorry I stomped on your toes. I am just moshing. And see how they like it, you know. So you can play the same game. Because that's the thing as well, right? I know we're sort of ending the episode or whatever here. But I've noticed that if I, like, stand on a man's shoes and then apologise for it at a gig, like, obviously I'm not the tiniest person, but I'm also not massive. But if I'm wearing my docs at a gig... And I accidentally jump on someone's foot. Normally a man. They'll be like, what the fuck are you doing? And I'll just apologise or whatever. But it's sort of like, why does the same courtesy not exist? <laughs> literally. Like, like, why I do we have to call with it? Like, I was literally just moshing. Like, getting your feet stood on is sort of a given. When everyone's jumping up and down at the same time and being pushed as they're jumping. Not grabbing someone's arse. That's life advice with Katie and Eason. There we go. You right. can book my counselling sessions, I'm not very good. <laughs> so, what's really going on? What's really going on? Uh, Black Midi. I mean, would Jordi Greep like to tell us what he's up to? Black Midi are posting cryptic things on their website. 29 squares, 9 audio clips. Fucking awful Is number it- that playing is it going to be... Best to pick, pick like 25 or something, please. Is it going to refresh every night at midnight like it did yesterday? And when you press on I the mean, squares, it just screamed at you and played you really loud, thrashy sounds which resemble black music. we've discussed our theory, but my theory is all those squares at some point will form either a single cover or an album cover or something to do with whatever this next phase is. I'm excited for it either way, but I think it's going to come very soon. Obviously, they did the TikTok that we spoke about last week. Or did we speak about it? I can't remember. Wait, no, they dropped this TikTok. Okay, so last week, Black Midi did a TikTok, which was very... about 20 minutes after we finished recording the episode, which was great. And... it was just about seven seconds and it was just the audio said Black Midi 2021 and it was raining in the video and then everybody was like holy shit Black Midi and now everyone's like holy shit Black Midi because 
it looks like the new dawn is upon us. I personally can't see them dragging it out. I can't because they're just going to be yes, that band too much into it. Literally, like, yes, they are kind of mysterious, but also they're not in the sense of I would not expect them to drag out mysterious promo for months on end. No. And quite frankly, if it's just putting squares together on the website and us slowing down audio clips to try and find out what they're saying, I cannot be bothered. So, like, can they get also, on with it? I am too yeah. excited. If you are to, if you are listening to this and are finding the audio clips on Black Midi's website, there let's is one called... Words. Yeah, that, let's compare words because I, MP3, so they're all let, like the letters of the alphabet from A yeah. to I. If you play I backwards in 1.5 times speed, you get the voice of Geordie Greep telling you an incessant something something and that's all we've got so it would be nice to hear other people's thoughts perhaps okay. we could all bow together and make join the discord i don't know join the discord bum 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 post on facebook come and join us let's have a chat yeah like i think it's quite obvious that it's going to be an album I when they've been playing it all there. for that long as well it's obviously going to be an album like, and I'm so excited for it that's it because someone posted in either the group or the discord one of the two there's 12 tracks that they played at the jazz cafe that we went to that they haven't released anywhere and of those there's nine of your clips and some of them match up with some people's really dodgy recordings of jazz cafe yeah, because lots of people are saying that they're John L as well, and then which is a song they've been playing for the ages. The theory is, that's it, the theory is, it's nine tracks. So you've very easily got nine tracks for an album out of 12 extra tracks. I'm really excited. And you've also got the fact that they were talking about the next album when we saw them at the Windmill, and when we saw them at the Jazz Cafe. It's obviously not going to be long. Sir Greep himself is talking about it all of the time on Instagram Live and even did one today where they covered Shakira, Britney Spears, Rage Against the Machine, ABBA and all sorts of wonderfulness. And that lasted a nice hour as well. Geordie Greep covered the zoo by Adam Greelish Challenge. Geordie Greep, please don't cover the group, the zoo by Adam Greelish Challenge. I mean, he definitely does, doesn't listen so we can't get offended. But I'd quite like to hear Geordie Greep singing about the piggies and the fishes and the cats. <laughs> Imagine him getting annoyed on a recording when he gets told there's no cats in zoos. <laughs> I don't want to think about an angry Geordie Greep. <laughs> and what else has been announced well today? The purpose. Um, in her little album, we all knew it was coming. I mean, see, the thing that's, all, that's annoyed me about it is, obviously Rona happened. And they really wanted a summer release. But they said at their February 2020 tour, like, it was meant to come out, like, the weekend before Leeds Fest 2020. Like, that was the big plan, because then they were doing Redmond and Leeds. And then it stopped oh. being, right, when's it coming? Got postponed because of Rona, which is obviously out of their control. But it must have been near enough finished by then. So it's just been a waiting game. But, yeah. It will always be like this. Is out on July the sixteenth. I thought it was the nineteenth. I don't know. I think it's the sixteenth. I don't know. It's I don't want to inhale a stanny. So we're not we're not exactly the most reputable source of information here, are we? Go find we'll out yourself. <laughs> yeah, you've all got brains. Go and use them. <laughs> it's the sixteenth. I was right. I've just checked. There we go. There we go. We have all these brains. Small brain. Right. Tiny so brain. Big brain for inhaler stands, tiny brain for cater. Um, so that yeah. is what's really going on. Um, this week's yeah. Songs of Praise comes from the lovely Bryson band Squid, and it's called Paddling. Um, it's the second single to be released from their upcoming debut album, Bright Green Field, which is set for release on the 7th of May via Warp. And it's about finding the balance between simple pleasures and consumerism. Yes. 
well. It's like eight minutes, something like that. And the edit is like three minutes. But it really does not disappoint. And I don't think I'd expect anything less because this album is shaping up to be absolutely massive. That's it. Like, I don't want to say anything too soon. And I'm, I keep saying it about various different releases. But I do genuinely think it is like album of the year content, a contender. There's a lot of strong stuff coming like, this year. Because I, I don't know if it's just that we had a really good end of last year or whatever, or if Working Men's Club's album was really that good. But nothing this year has compared to it, in my opinion. I think I was like, just, yes. I was taken aback by Working Men's Club album. I feel like, like nothing has yes. ever been done by that before, like that before. Literally. Because a lot of people compare them to New Order, but I don't think they're that similar. I don't like think that's where the influence similar. comes from. But it's not like, oh yes, we're a new order cover band high. And like obviously like there's so much diversity within the album and like Angel at the end, eight minutes, whatever. Exactly. Complete masterpiece. Like And also as well, Squid's new album is obviously gonna be something different. Whereas a lot of things this year I'm sorta of like, is it just gonna get done again? Yeah, everything's a bit repeaty. I think with Squid, yeah. Squid, like we've been waiting for an album from Squid now for what feels like forever. But their singles, both of them are really strong. Like the first single, Narrator, I've had that on repeat for that's it. And like ages. they're releasing long tracks, but they don't feel dragged out. No, like they feel like whole. There's no like that's it emptiness in it like with like really long songs sometimes i feel like i can get bored pretty easy but i've not with these two squid tracks like i don't want to go off topic but single version sunglasses by black country new road i can start that song five minutes in and be fine but i can't just sort of cut a squid song in half there we go yeah bold but very true might get the black country new road stannies after me for that one is i'm one of you don't worry <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Drunk Tank Think. Be sure to follow us on all of our socials at Drunk Tank Think and submit your music to us at drunktankthink at outlook.com.